The PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. What if we could block a protein to stop runaway cell division? Dana-Farber Cancer Institute laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, drugs designed to treat many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Jeffrey Wright has had one of the most varied and distinguished acting careers of recent decades. While best known in supporting roles, he's now received his first Oscar nomination as the lead in American fiction, a film itself nominated for Best Picture. Jeffrey Brown spoke with him for our arts and culture series, Canvas. Why are these books here? I'm not sure. I would imagine that this author, Ellison, is black. That's me, Ellison. In American fiction, Jeffrey Wright plays Thelonious Ellison, known as Monk, a black writer who finds himself rejected by publishers because his novels aren't black enough. Enough, that is, for a culture demanding just one kind of black story. I'm just going to put them back after you read it. Don't you dare, Ned. It's been, in some ways, uh, energizing. For the actor who brought us to his favorite neighborhood cafe, Brooklyn Moon, in Brooklyn's Fort Greene section, the film presented a new kind of role, one that often hits close to home. I usually have to uh, reshape myself to find a character. I like working that way. I like to create characters, you know, a different uh, man from one film to another. It allows me to be um, useful in many, across many different genres. And get outside yourself. Get outside myself. And I, I like, you know, playing with, with, with the mask. Uh, so, no, this was a, this was a unique one. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like you could use a scrub. No, I'm clean. Light starred in the 1996 film Basquiat. But he's perhaps made his biggest mark through his brilliant, almost chameleon-like character roles. I live in America, Lewis. I don't have to love it. In dramas such as Angels in America, Boardwalk Empire, and Westworld. Big blockbusters including Hunger Games and three Bond films. And the quirky world of Wes Anderson in Asteroid City. I've had people say, I didn't even realize that was you in the two movies I watched last week. I didn't realize you, you know, I didn't recognize you from one to the other. I like that. You do like that? Yeah. 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 That, you know, I like to... I like to create, you know, these characters. So much goes on in your face. Well, I think that the most forceful tool um, when working on film is the two eyes uh, and, you know, the window. So I do try to use those with a certain, like, kind of subtle intensity. You are thinking about that in some sense, or are you? Or are you... No, I'm just uh, expressing story through the eyes. Yo, Sharonda, where you be going in a hurry like that? If and you gots to know, I's going to the pharmacy. In the eyes of Monk, an upper-middle-class writer from a family of doctors, bafflement, frustration, grief. Why am I the last to know? Because you love them too much. American fiction, directed by first-time director Coord Jefferson, who adapted it from Percival Everett's novel Erasure, is partly a send-up of today's publishing industry. Facing more rejection, Monk writes an over-the-top street version of Black Life using a pseudonym. To his shock, publishers love it. He's finally got a bestseller, except it's not a work he stands by. 
and it's not technically by him. We love it. What? It is very, uh... Black? Yes, that's it. This film is certainly, at least partly, looking at the cliches of black life as, as shown in popular culture, right? Did that resonate with you? Oh, yeah, certainly. And I don't think it's restricted to the publishing world or to, you know, the world of, uh, of film. I think it's across our culture that uh, there's preconceptions or misrepresentations of, of who we are as individuals. I don't think it's necessarily confined to the black experience either, this idea of not being seen. Um, I certainly understand the pressures that the character uh, feels. I don't think that I necessarily share his frustration and rage. I think maybe because of the way I work, I've been able to, you know, to work my way around some of those obstacles that have been put in my way. I can't complain about my career. That resistance that he's up against, that yeah. you're playing, you know that. Yeah. But you haven't experienced it quite as no, much. No, I've experienced it, but I don't know. Maybe I've outsmarted it. Outsmarted it? Yeah. It's not impossible to do. You know, well, how did you how did you do it? Just better than that. Just by being better than the resistance to who I am as an artist. I've always thought that if if I was good at what I did and I worked hard at it, that everything else would flow from that. When I was younger as an actor, I didn't want to make money. I just wanted to You didn't want to make money. No, it wasn't an interest of mine. Yeah. I wanted to pay my rent, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing it to pursue, you know, a lot of money. I wanted to be good at what I had chosen to do. I wanted to be a good actor. And I figured everything else would take care of itself. Wright cites the example of other actors who came before him, some still active today, including Leslie Uggams, who in American fiction plays his aging mother with increasing signs of dementia. <laughs> you look fat. Uh, I know. In fact, it's the family relationships in the film that most resonated for Wright. Books change people's lives. His own mother, a lawyer who worked for the federal government, had died just a year before filming began. And a beloved aunt had come to live with him and his family. And so I had kids and, you know, trying to make sure that she was well. The pandemic rushed in and, yeah, I was feeling pressure from a lot of sides. And, you know, you kind of, as the character in the in the film realizes uh, that uh, kind of uh, youthful, uh, uh, blissful delusion that as you get older, life will become easier. Uh, yeah, I was disabused of. Not happening, huh? No, yeah. no, that, that went away. Mr. Wright, Jeffrey. For now, at least, there's a different kind of swirl in Jeffrey Wright's life as he's feted and honored for his latest role. Is this kind of recognition still important to you? Yeah, I think it's important when your peers and colleagues say, well done, when they show appreciation for the work, and in this case for the film, uh, in, in such, a, such a generous way. Yeah, yeah, that, that has meaning. The thing that I like, that I've grown to appreciate about working on film is my responsibility when the camera rolls. How do you define that responsibility? It's to fill up the frame with whatever, whatever aspect of the story I'm responsible for. But that represents everyone's work. It represents the electrician's work, the gaffers, 
the grips, the people who work in the administrative office, it's all about what's happening in the frame at any given moment. And when it's my responsibility to be that in that place, I like it. But I like that I'm a part of a larger whole. And that's my, my gig, is, to, is to, uh, to tell the story. Jeffrey Wright, congratulations and thanks again. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for having me and thank you for coming to the neighborhood. It's a great conversation.